0: Bosco's boys, come on, boys! Two. Bosco's boys are back, and this is our 400th episode. And I wanted to make sure we had a great guest on for it. He's been at the top of my list of the coaching staff ever since they came in. I don't, I don't know why Ryan Lackey kept trying to dodge me, but I finally got Brian Anderson on the show. Coach Anderson, how are you doing today? It's a Sunday afternoon. You just uh, had a big junior day event. How, how are you feeling? Where's the morale at? And, you know, I also must say I'm loving that Jordan hoodie that you got on. Looking super <laughs> swaggy today. So how are you? I'm doing
1: good. I appreciate you having me on. And, and uh, morale is good. I mean, we had a really good day yesterday. I had a lot of kids on campus, which is always important uh, to get the kids on campus to show off what we have here at K-State. And I thought we put our best foot forward yesterday. Um, and then, you know, having, uh, getting ready for spring ball. You know, we started meetings today with some walkthroughs and, and getting back in the meeting room with the players. So I'm, fi- I'm fired up.
0: Yeah, this has to almost kind of be like, you know, the build up to Christmas or maybe the build up to Thanksgiving. Not quite the, you know, big, big day on the calendar like with fall camp will be. But what is that kind of like, that build up uh, to spring ball just getting ready to kick off?
1: Well, it's been really good, you know, with us playing so late, our guys they had time to, re- to for their bodies to recover, but they've had a really good off in the weight room with, with the strength coaches, and um, and so now it's just anticipation of what did they learn from last year, uh, and and going to that taking that next step uh, with, with their football IQ, and then they they're also their their football development as as football players, you know, doing different drills, maybe catching the ball better. Uh, maybe running routes better, whatever it may be, identifying things better. So that's the that's the big the big surprise. I can't wait to see how they develop their football IQ.
0: Awesome! And just as you guys are kicking up for spring ball, here's a quick ad. Of course, for me to kick off my day, I go to Athletic Greens. Their blend has vitamin D and all sorts of great uh, vitamins, minerals, and it's going to keep you nice and healthy all through cold and few flu season excuse me go to athleticgreens.com sports drink again athleticgreens.com sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance so you guys like I said just wrapped up your first junior day event I think if I'm remembering correctly this might be the first big spring recruiting weekend where things probably felt normal since COVID-19 started everything up, you know, it was that very long dead period. Then you had some restrictions. What was it like finally getting everyone on campus and maybe feeling back to as close to normal as we're going to get when it comes to hosting kids during the spring?
1: Well, I know everyone was excited to get it started. You know, check-in was set to be at 10 o'clock, but guys start showing up at nine, you know, and so the players were excited. You know, the coaches were excited. We're standing at the doorsteps waiting for guys to get here. And when we got them all in the room, man, everyone was fired up. And, and um, you know, it, just, it felt good just to have people back on campus.
0: Yeah, and then here's something that fans always want to hear about, and I know it's tailored to the kid you're recruiting, but what, what goes into your recruiting pitch? How are you connecting with these kids and trying to bring them from all across the country to come play at K-State? Well, you know, the biggest thing people say
1: first, it's family, you know, and, and you truly have to preach that and you have to show them that, you know, us as a coaching staff, what we're all about. I mean, I think that's the biggest part in, in recruiting right now uh, is, to, is being transparent with, with the families and being transparent with the players. Of just say, hey, this is real. This is true. And uh, you can talk to our players about it. And so uh, you got to sell. You know, everyone has nice facilities. You know, everyone's going to have a nice indoor, you know, training table. If you're you're getting recruited by Power Five schools, you're going to have those nice things. But the thing about it, the people, is, it makes the difference. And when you're transparent uh, about what your program is all about, what you stand for as a coaching staff, I think that makes the biggest difference. And that's who we are as a staff. You know, we have a proven winner in Coach Climate. I mean, he's won four national championships as a, as a head coach at the FCS level. It doesn't matter if it's Division Three, Division Two. He is a winner. He knows what winning looks like. We've had some guys transfer from North Dakota State. You know, they're part of our, our culture now and trying to get that culture, just like they had the NDSU, you know, about, hey, it's standard over feelings. And this is what it's about. And it's going to be a player run organization where the players are going to control how things happen in the, in the practice field, in meeting rooms more than anything, because when it comes from the players, it means more.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then. Another thing that you talk about, Coach Kline, you bring up what he's been able to do at NDSU. You've been with him at K-State since he got here that first season. You now have two eight-win seasons under your guys' belt. Do you think that the performance at K-State is now starting to speak for itself, saying, hey, as long as it's not a weird COVID season. We're winning here, too. You don't have to just stand on what happened at the previous stop.
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, and we had to build our own brand because obviously, there's we're following a, oh, a coach who did extraordinary things here and all the eleven win seasons. And so now we had to put our own spin on it, our own brand on it. And it's, it, believe me, it's not one of the easiest things to do because you know when you fire a coach like follow a coach like Coach Snyder and what he did here and what he built here, you know people want to question well, what are they doing, how do you, how are you going to get it back to where when Coach Snyder had it, and it's 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 going to be different, you know, and so. Uh, our recruiting is going to be a little bit different uh, than what Coach Steiner obviously did. But, you know, he obviously had a lot of success. And so now that we got to, we got to put our own stamp on, we have some success in our first, you know, in two seasons we had really good success. And now going to our fourth season, we want to make sure we can sustain that success and, and putting our stamp on the program.
0: Definitely. So Coach Kleiman comes. You're one of the first hires that have come in. You, you've stayed. What was it about K-State, the job, and Coach Kleiman, the head coach, that made you want to come to Manhattan? And why is it that you're still here? We, we've seen unprecedented coaches leaving. And, you know, there's been a handful who have left the program, but at the end of the day, the staff continuity at K-State since Coach Kleiman came in is second to almost none in the Big 12 and one of the top retentions in the country. What, what, is, what is it about K-State that keeps you there and keeps the coaches all together?
1: Well, I think it starts at the top. I mean, it starts with, with coach climbing and, and being around good people, you know, and we know this is a proven place where you can win. Uh, Sometimes guys leave for other reasons, uh, chasing other things. But for me, I've been doing it for just a 28th year coaching. For me, it's not about that. It's about being around good people and getting around good kids and guys and have the same dreams of winning. And uh, some places you may go to, you may make more money. Okay. But, the, the, the culture uh, may not be what you're looking for. Uh, the head coach may be a little bit different than what you that, what, what you're looking for as a, as a head coach. But for me, right now, I love being here. I think the people here are great. Uh, I love raising my daughter here in Manhattan, and so it's all the right reasons for me to stay. I, I don't plan on going anywhere uh, for a while.
0: Definitely. So we 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 touched on recruiting a little bit earlier, but something that is really become maybe the most focal point when it comes to recruiting is the transfer portal, this era of the transfer portal. How do you approach your high school recruiting and then recruiting a transfer portal guy? Where is that different? Where is that the same?
1: Well, it's different because, you know, on high school kids, you're, you're starting from the ground up, um, guys who've never played college football before. And so you, you're visiting with them uh, on a different level. With transfer kids, most of them are looking for opportunity to bear themselves possibly to go to the National Football League. So, obviously, you're to them in a, in a different way. You know, uh, most of those guys make decisions because of the decision of trying to go to the National Football League. How can they better themselves? Uh, it's like I told when, when Jordan Brown was deciding to leave North Carolina and we are recruiting him, it was a football decision. You know, that's what it was about, the, the football decision, the system to try to help him better himself to be an NFL player. So, obviously, it's a different – dynamic when you're talking to high school kids, you're talking to high school kids about building it from the ground up and, and helping them develop as a young men and, and helping them become better football players. And so that's, that's where the difference lies when you're talking about transfers to high, to high school kids.
0: Yeah. You, you spent a lot of time, uh, not a lot of time, but sometime the junior college ranks earlier in your coaching career, what is the transfer portal era kind of done to that level of football and those athletes who are looking for their next home, Do you think there is kind of a whole subset of players that it's going to truly be the, you know, uncovered diamonds that are kind of getting overlooked now that the transfer portal has become such a big part of college football?
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate uh, that that's happened to the junior college kids. I mean, there's some really good kids out there in junior college college ranks that are not getting recruited right now. And because everyone wants to see, you know, what's in the portal, you know, and sometimes, you know, uh, kids will get overlooked, you know, because they're in a junco compared to a kid who's been in a four-year school, you know, and that's unfair to those guys because sometimes, you know, being in a junior college, you know, where, where people were always recruiting kids in December, they were like the first-round draft picks. If you were getting out in December and you're a junior college, junior college kid, you had to pick in the litter where you wanted to go. Uh, but now that's not the case anymore because now everyone's just strictly going to the portal trying to get those kids that have been at those four-year institutions who's got gang reps at, at the college, at the four-year schools underneath their belt. And so now everyone's going after those guys and trying to get them in in, in, uh, in December. And so that's where it's the difference right now with this portal What it's dug to, to not just the high school kids, it's also affected the junior college kids also.
0: Yeah, and do you think there's ever going to be anything going back on that? It still feels almost like it's the Wild West when it comes to the transfer portal, is there any way to ever the NCAA to rein that back in or is it like, hey, this is the new normal and we all just have to adjust to it?
1: Well, I think it's normal for now, but I think as, as we go on, I would hope they would go back and revise this, this portal uh, entry because right now you don't know who's going to leave. And for, you know, for schools that, you know, a kid will start the second semester and he's on scholarship and all of a sudden he starts school and start everything. And all of a sudden he jumps in the portal. Well, you're still paying for that kid to, to be at your school and he's not even on your football team. anymore, You know? And so that's, that's not right. So, you know, they have to go back and revise this when the kid can go in the portal, when he can't go in the portal and kind of, you know, make it to a point where schools are not being held hostage paying for a kid that doesn't want to be there.
0: Yeah. Uh, we spoke on your love or your experience in the junior college level, and that kind of brings me to you know, you know the coaching world is a, is a small world. Thad Ward actually was one of your players uh, during that time. What can you tell Case Staters about Thad as a person and now as a coach? Well, you're
1: you're getting a a guy who's had a lot of passion for for the game, and he has passion for his players. Uh, he wants to see his players be successful on and off the field. You're going to get a teacher. Uh, you're going to get a guy who's going to teach guys the game. The base fundamentals of being a good receiver. You know, when when you watch a kid's – when you watch some of his drill tape uh, and then you see those things come to fruition on, on the game field, I mean, that, that's a sign of a good coach to me. And, I mean, he's teaching his guys the right things, the right things to do. So, when they're in these situations in a game or practice, whatever, those, those drills come alive. And uh, that tells me a lot about him as a coach. And then the seeing the players he's coached in the years past at Northern Illinois, at, at University of Illinois, uh, and, and how successful those guys have been, it's all because of you know him believing in those guys and those guys believing in him.
0: Did you think early on like, hey, this this could be a future coach, or did you? Th- is there a big change from what you saw you know over your guys's overlap earlier in your career, or are you you're like, no, he was always going to get into the coaching profession? Well, I
1: didn't know. You know, when he played for us, he was a running back receiver. And, and then he went to Central Ford and, and was predominantly a receiver. And, um, and then he didn't get into coaching right away. But I remember him giving me a call, and this, you know, this is what he wanted to do. And, and I was going to help him in any way, uh, help him you know, follow that dream of being a coach. And then uh, once he started, he and I have always stayed in touch with each other. And, and he needed some advice about you know, certain things. And I was there to help him out, and so um, that's just one of those deals where you know, as as a for me, and I'm very very happy that that I'm in his life, and and I think he feels the same way that uh, he's been able to kind of follow my footsteps a little bit, and, and and then very off on his own a little bit, and now to see him uh, being in the office right next to me is awesome feeling.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, I'll ask kind of off air if you did any initiation pranks or anything like that when he showed up to the building. <laughs> I won't I won't put that out there. But uh, folks are probably a bit surprised. I've gone this many questions without asking you specifically about, you know, the all American you coach. And that's Deuce Vaughn. How much of a joy is it to see such an elite football player up close and personal and work with him on a daily basis?
1: Well, for us, it's normal. You know, we try to keep things as normal as possible. Uh, I'm going to give him everything I got every single day, Uh, but I'm not going to just give him everything. I'm going to give everyone in that room the the same every single day. And it's, it's about taking advantage of opportunity. And and that's what he did. Uh, He wants to be a good football player because that's what he wants to do. You know? And so when, when guys take advantage of opportunities and they seize the moment and they listen to, to the people around them, good things usually happen to them. And so, I try to keep it normal with with him every on an everyday basis, you know, he and I will watch film and we're looking at things, Hey, how can we get better for next year? You know, let's add this to our game. Let's try to do things this way, a little bit better this season, you know? And so um, for me, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. He's fun to be around just, you know, and he, and I said, he's a really good player, but he's also a better person, you know, and that makes it easy.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's, uh, He he's been a guy who's been in front of the media ever since his true freshman year. And I think speaking from a fan's perspective, it has been fun to see a guy who, yes, great on the field, but you see what he does in the Manhattan community. You see how he talks amongst the press. He's out there in front of everyone, win or lose. Is that just something that he came to town with? Or did he have to have like a moment early on in his freshman year was like, okay, there's this void that I need to fill?
1: No, I, I think he's, he's been around it his whole life. And so um, that's definitely helped him growing up around football and, and seeing what it looks like in, in inside and outside of, of, you know, seeing players in the media, how they handle themselves, uh, seeing players get in trouble and how they think how they handle themselves. So I think him being around the game, most of his life has definitely helped him help mold him uh, to who he is today. And I, and is this going to continue to get better?
0: Yeah, so I know it's wild to ask this, but he's coming off a consensus All-American season. But what is it that you are going to work with on Deuce? And what is he going to work on in this spring and summer to try to take that next step for this upcoming season?
1: Well, one thing we'll look at, we'll look at his force missed tackles. Okay, well, whether that number was 62, I do believe it was this year. So how do we get that to – 80. How do we maybe get that to 90? We'll look at the four yard runs. How do we get this four yard run to a six yard run? You know, the seven yard runs, how do we get it to a 10 yard? run? You know, so that's what we're going to look at and study because it all comes down to seeing a picture as a tailback. What's the pre snap picture look like? And then once the ball snap, what's it going to look like? Because we understand that defenses play gap responsibility defense. And so now we understand who's the unblocked guy, okay? So with that being the unblocked guy, you know, what's his leverage? How is he trying to play you? How is he trying to tackle you? It's like when I had uh, Rodney Harrison here this last summer, his kid was here on the on um, official visit, and Rodney and I were talking, and we had Deuce come over and talk to us, and I said, Rodney, how would you attack a guy like this? And he said, first thing, I'm not going to go – up high i'm gonna go down low at him and so that things like having conversations like that from a from a great football player like rodney harrison you know those are things that dudes can put in his memory bank say hey this is how people are trying to attack me so i might have to work on picking my feet up i might have to work on a, a lower step arm uh i may have to work on stutter and burst you know whatever it may be so we're always trying to find ways to get better and it starts by watching the film and watching last year, and then, hey, let's see if we can make this run into a bigger run. Let's see if we can force more missed tackles by adding uh, a hit and spin or a stutter step or a double-up move or whatever it may be to to my game, and that will help me continue to have some success on the field.
0: Yeah, I I think most K-State fans look back to that opener his freshman year versus Arkansas State, and if not then, definitely versus Oklahoma, to find that moment where fans said, okay, Deuce Vaughn is different. Do you remember having yourself a, this cat is different moment, whether it's in practice, whether it was watching his high school film, do you remember what that moment was for you?
1: Yeah, it was at practice. So we practice double reps. So we have a, a field with ones and twos and threes and fours. And uh, I think it was maybe the third or fourth day of practice. And he was down on the threes and fours field. And we ran a counter play. And how he saw the ball, how he saw the hole was different. I I had not seen that. I mean, he thought the ball's gonna go outside and he split the defense and I mean, burst, stri- strike the match, and he was gone. So that next day or, or later on that day in meetings, I said, Coach, he's gotta come up to the ones to field. We don't have anybody like him. And that's when it all it all happened. Yeah.
0: One position battle throughout the spring that I think a lot of fans are going to be keying in on is who's going to be the running back behind Deuce Vaughn on the depth chart, because as great as number 22 is, the way this offense has been set up the entire time you guys have been there is there's more touches for just the guy on the one line in the running back room. So who are going to be a couple of those guys in contention, and what should guys know about folks besides Deuce Vaughn inside your room?
1: Well, I think the first guy – is uh, DJ Giddings, kid from Junction City. Uh, he has untapped potential, and I know potential is a big word. But if if I can get him to just, you know, have a good understanding of his ability and what he can do, he can be very, very special. I mean, he's already five eleven, he's two hundred seventeen pounds, and he's got unbelievable contact balance. Uh, he's got really soft hands. He's just a different type of running back. And now it's just continue to get him to understand. It's all about confidence. And I think once he gains some confidence, you know, people could see a really good football player in him. You know, Jackson is a kid we moved uh, to tailback during the bowl prep. I mean, he's obviously a different type of tailback. He's 240 pounds, and and um, he has really good feet for a big kid. He's got soft hands. And so I'm looking forward to him, him to continue to uh, develop. And Jordan Shippers has been a kid that that started out in the scout team, and next thing you know, he's number two tailback in the bowl game. You know, he sees his opportunity. So, uh, and then Devin Weathers is obviously he's out this spring, but uh, hopefully uh, he'll come back. You know, stronger than ever in fall camp, and and looking forward to um, to getting him going. So, I'm I'm pleased with the with the room. You know, obviously some guys got to step up, but this is a great opportunity for those guys to do that.
0: Yeah, so a guy like Jackson Dean, how does he kind of split his time and how is it going to be split in the spring? Because, you know, him and Ben Senate are still a big part of the offense when they're lined up at fullback and H-back as well. How do you kind of balance that if you think he might be, you know, in your room a little bit more? How, how does that split work?
1: Well, it's just me getting him coached up when he's at fullback and, and making sure he still gets those reps at fullback uh, during the day, during that practice session. And and then obviously continue to coach him up at tailback and and so he's going to double duty this spring and and uh, but it's going to be good for him. It's going to help his development.
0: Yeah, I, I'm am probably Jacksonine's biggest fan. Uh, when when you see a guy like that, kind of built like that, he looks like a boulder. And seeing him running out there, you know, I I, I would I just want to see him match up with like a corner. I want him to have a ball and just steamroll a corner in that first game. So if you can make that happen, I'll be up in section seven going crazy. So if you can make that happen, you, you know, you can just point up to section seven I'll be going crazy.
1: Yeah. The first thing I want to get him to do is learn how to make people miss because he's got really good feet. So don't, you know, sometimes guys that are that big, they I just want to run somebody over. No, make the guy miss. You know, you're going to get extra yards by making the guy miss first and then you can set him up and run him over.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he'll, he'll make the linebacker miss. Then he'll truck over a safety when he gets into the end zone. (laughs) He'll get a Gronk spike, 15 yards, you guys yell at him. Fans will go crazy. It'll be worth it, I promise.
1: No no doubt. No doubt. All right. uh, But
0: Before we kind of – I warned you, we'll have a little bit of uh, not real – well, it's kind of football, just some kind of funny questions to end. Uh, just want to tell all the folks, we are live on ColorCast once a week doing a live show talking to the Boneheads, talking to all K-State fans. So download ColorCast and join us. We'll be going live Wednesday immediately after the K-State West Virginia basketball game. Then again, visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink, you know, and just take care of yourself. Make sure that you are tip top in the spring and ready for fall when it rolls around. Um, So we've only had one person not answer this first question because this is our go-to question. And the person who didn't answer it actually was head coach, Coach Kleiman. He, he had no business for our funny questions when we got him after he hi- was hired. But I'm going to ask you this. If you had to sing a song karaoke style in front of the entire universe, everyone's turning into the TV to see Coach Anderson uh, sing a song uh, karaoke, what song are you choosing?
1: Um, probably lean on me.
0: That's a, Hey, that's a good one. Get, get the morale, entire world going. I, I like that one. Um, if you were going to enter a life or death eating competition with someone who is your same, same demographics, age, height, weight, all this type of stuff, but you get to choose the food, what food are you choosing? I choose a ribeye. Ribeye. All right. How, 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 <laughs> how many uh, ounces of ribeye do you think you could get down in 30 minutes?
1: Uh, geez. I say 24, 24, 24, 24 ounces. How are you getting cooked? I'm going to, I'm going to put it in a skillet. Okay. I'm going to cook in a skillet with uh, some garlic, some rosemary and some uh, garlic butter.
0: All right. Medium rare, medium,
1: medium rare. I got to have, got to have some pink. I can't have that thing. Not, you know, I, I don't see how people can eat a steak and have no pink in it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um, so during uh, Thad Ward's Manhattan Monday, his very first one, he was showing off all sorts of gear that he got from KSU's swag team. What is your favorite piece of Wildcat gear that you have?
1: Favorite Wildcat gear?
0: Uh, I would have to say the
1: shoes that Alex Serby gives us. I love the purple zooms, very okay. comfortable shoe. Uh, goes with any outfit. Uh, I would say the shoes.
0: How many pairs of purple shoes do you have? Oh, my
1: God. I I, I would say, golly, 30, maybe. Man, so you're getting 30. close to
0: that Taylor Bratt level.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think the shoe game's up with my shoe game, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I, I think, I think you, know, he, you know, there's Manhattan Monday. I think you need to go with, like, you know kicks thursday or something like that i think on twitter you need to be showing off a pair of one of your favorite pairs of shoes all through spring i think i think you need to do that
1: okay well i'll work on that
0: (laughs) all right uh so what logo do you like better on a helmet the power cat or the script cats
1: power cat power cat it's what everyone knows man
0: it's it's very true uh what, what is your go-to game day fit? If you, if you have it 100% your way, I don't know if it's dictated. I, I'm not, I don't know about that, but if you know, it's a, it's a nice, you know, 70 degree early fall day, what is your ideal game day fit?
1: Uh, I'm going to wear something long sleeve
0: unless I go with my Bill
1: Belichick look.
0: <laughs> I I think uh, you're going with the Bill Belichick look for one of the mic'd up videos. I think whether, I think it was last spring practice. So I, I think you got to go with that. I say you go with the cutoff hoodie for a game this year.
1: Oh, oh, I did against Oklahoma two years ago.
0: Well, then I think you got to bring it back this year. (laughs) All right, uh, this is the last kind of of, uh, funny one, and then I'll I'll give you the floor to tell K-State fans anything you want to. You're going to go on a cross-country road trip. So we're going to say you're starting off in Maine. You're ending in San Diego, California. So truly about as, as long in the continental U.S. you can get. What coach are you riding with?
1: Jerry Kill. I'm riding the guy that got me there, man. I mean, that's about riding I do. That's who I'm riding with. And, uh, and uh, I mean, I know we'll have a lot of fun. I know that.
0: What would be the number one stop? Like, is there is there a spot, like a, a hidden gem somewhere throughout America you'd want to stop out with Jerry Kill on this cross-country road trip? <laughs>
1: uh i would say Chi kansas where he's from
0: <laughs> and, and that might actually kind of be in that diagonal so you know that, that, oh, that yeah. might be there. no doubt all right no doubt. well that's all all the funny questions we always give our guests uh the the final platform tell anything to you know we call our fan, fans the boneheads but i think they'll be more than just our regular podcast listeners for this one so What do you want to tell K-Staters everywhere, every K-State fan who's tuning into this episode? uh, The floor is yours, tell them whatever you want.
1: Well, first thing, I want to to thank all the K-State fans. I mean, we don't have these nice things here without our fans. Uh, I've been a lot of different places, seen a lot of different things, but I've never seen a fan base care about a university as much as the people care about K-State. And, you know, it's up to us to make sure we put a, a winning product on the field for them to be proud of and and they're just as big a part of us winning uh as anybody and so uh, the biggest thing i can do is thank them and keep supporting us and um and keep showing out every Saturday in the bill and and, uh, we'll keep doing our job you know getting a good product on the field
0: definitely well i want to thank you again for coming on this was our 400th episode our next episode will be our four-year anniversary show and there haven't been many guests I've had as much fun chatting with as you. So thank you for your time to all the boneheads, all the K-State fans. We love you here at Bosco's, boys. Keep tracking along. Spring ball's kicking off. And uh, before you know it, it's going to be time to refill the bill. You got a lot of fun non-con games. Personally, can't wait for that Missouri game. I still hate Missouri after all these years. <laughs> so, uh, again, it may, maybe that's where you get the Jacks touchdown for, versus Missouri yeah. for me. So that, uh,
1: that would be a good yes it will
0: one. i can't wait for it and, and again thanks for coming on and uh folks will be coming to you with our anniversary episode uh next week and uh yeah go cats and uh keep wearing purple Three, four, hey See. Onward forever, hail victory. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. fight. You can't stay podcast form. Alma Mater fights. Glory in the combat. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma
1: mater, fight, 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 glory in the combat for the
0: purple and the white, faithful to our colors, we will ever be, fighting, ever fighting for a Wildcat victory, go State, one, two, five, five, five,